If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This is The Boop Show for Monday, March 11th, 2019, with Scott Johnson and Brian Dunaway. Man, it's so nice to be able to see you dance in your studio again, man. Uh, it's been a while. It is. It is. It's uh, it's a mess out here, but uh, at least I'm back out here. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? No more. Bug. No more black mold or whatever it was. What was it? It was. It wasn't black mold, but it was. Uh, it was definitely moisture, and it was going to head towards the mold area if I did not remediate. Remediate. Yeah. yeah. You had to get in there and do the do the dirty job, the micro job. That's right. Do, do the dirty job. Make yeah. sure them termites stay out too, because you got your you get your damp wood. Your mm. damp wood. Yeah, nobody They'll get likes here, damp wood. They're like, mm. <laughs> damp wood. I love it. Delicious. Loving, no one loves damp wood like I do. So uh, it's right. good to have good you termites. here, and good to be here, and good to have a show going. It is the Boop Show. We talk about video games specifically. We focus in on the weird, obscure stuff that you might miss in your. Uh, your your triple A releases sometimes because uh, Brian and I happen to like a lot of different games. We like weird. Man, we play games. we play crazy loots amounts of games. This is all true. We have a couple of new um, viewers in the chat room who've never been here live. They're both. Uh, I've noticed some shocking shocked faces as they've seen us for the first time and matched our voices <laughs> with our ugly visage. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Faces. These for radio. guys are are like I've never seen. The Quasimodo twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. it's rough. I know. I don't envy them having to right. do this for the first time, but I understand. So are you are shocked. you more uh, Quasimodo or, or Esmeralda? Who uh, do you think is Esmeralda in this, in this conversation? Hold on. Who's Esmeralda? Is that, the, is that Quasimodo's girlfriend? Well, that's the girlfriend? Disney version of uh, The Hunchback. Right. But it's the, the, his that lady is- friend, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, old uh, Demi Moore, Demi right? Moore. Didn't she play that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Quasimodo's yeah. played by some guy no one knows. And then the bad yeah, guy Ashton was... Yeah, Kutcher. That guy... Right. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? No. No. <laughs> they were married, those two. Uh, no. no, I'm thinking of the old guy. It was the bad guy in that. It was a really cool voice, and I think, oh, he, yeah, I think yeah. he did a bunch of video yeah. game stuff back in the day. He's dead now, though. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He was... Uh, and he they, they did a great job uh, characterizing him as, as this bony-faced... Yeah. Evil yeah. man. I'll tell you what. So good. That movie, underrated, I think. I like yeah, that movie a lot. Absolutely. It's gothic and was weird. A little bit, oh, I don't mean to get on that topic too much, but I've always had a little trouble with that that movie because I'm used to our, her, our hero getting the getting the lady. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen didn't, that time. Happen. He just got the no, hump. No. <laughs> he just has the hump. He's got the, the hump. He's, hump. He's, he's hanging out with uh, George Costanza. That's all he's... Best he can do. Yeah, it didn't work out great for him, but I. But in, in a way, I like that because it's a brave thing for right. Disney to do and not try to retrofit that too much. You know, agreed. Disneyify it too much because they have a tendency to do that. So I, I always liked it. I don't think it was a giant hit though. I think it was kind of, you know, did okay in theaters or whatever. But I remember my kids loving it, mm-hmm. and that's all I cared about. 
we did too. We loved it here. Hey, did you ever play the, oh man, this, this reminds me now talking about all this. I got to go back and play some of those really crappy Disney games. PS1 from that era, era because PS1 Aladdin was amazing. Oh, I played the crap out of that dude, one. Dude, Aladdin was nothing wrong with Aladdin. That game was great. Uh, came right. out Genesis, Super Nintendo. What was that? 94, mm-hmm. 3, 5, somewhere in there. And uh, those are amazing games. Uh, PS1 era, though, uh, everything was garbage. It was all bad. Yeah, all bad. I shouldn't say that. That's one good. of my my I may have something later to talk about that came from the PS1 oh, era. That here's I don't a here's so a bad. tip for you, by the way. Give if me you're your not tip. Familiar, just the tip. Uh, I only want the tip. Just give me the just, tip. I'm just gonna give you the tip. All right. But I'll let you know that uh, if you go to archive.org, they 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 are doing they do arcade stuff too. So they have like uh if you have ROMs, certain mm-hmm. ROMs will play on archive.org. And I believe Aladdin is one of those. Oh. Really? That's crazy to me. It seems like Disney would own the. That's what I said. You would think that, that would be like copyrighted to crap from Nintendo and and Disney, but I played it not that long ago, mm. and so I don't know. I had it on the Genesis. Probably not the best version. I think the color palette and the sound was better on the SNES, which is often right. true. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was good, and I would play that again. I thought that was all right. And then, uh, as far as other Disney go- games go, they had that cool uh, Mickey and the. Oh. Place thing? of the Castle of the Doomsayers. I don't remember the name. Uh, right, right. Some kind this of was, Disney uh, side scroller thing. That was real good. Right. That. Well, you think that was the first time they got together before they uh, Nintendo and Disney before they decided to do the Kingdom Hearts thing? You think? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, oh, Castle of Illusion. That's it, Tondragosa. Thank you in the chat. Uh, that was a great, great game. And uh, also the DuckTales game was great. There's plenty of great 8-bit, 16-bit era Disney fair, but in uh, I would like to say just for the record, in the PlayStation One era, uh, it suffered along with everything else. Right now, that I I didn't really get back into any Disney video games until uh, Pixar, uh, Disney kind of happened with the Toy Story games. Oh yeah, did you play Toy those? Story games? Were a lot of fun. Those would have been PS. Well, the best ones are PS Two and forward, I guess. Yeah. Right. It, I think it was uh, was it the N sixty four or the might have been later possibly might have been because you'd had uh, let's see. N64 PS1 was sort of the same era, mm-hmm. uh, and you probably had some games then on both platforms, but then, and I just don't remember those, because I remember, I remember if you made a movie, that was the time where if you had a movie and then a movie tie-in video game, the game was just guaranteed to be terrible, because that's just the way it was. Right. They were super, any or the uh, the 16-bit era, some good examples of some solid stuff, but most of the time, especially when we started hitting 3D, if you were going to do a movie crossover... It was going to be effed up oh, yeah. and and garbage. It got better, PlayStation 2, a little bit, but not much. It really didn't improve, I don't think, until like late 360 PS3, early PS4, Xbox One time for certain games. There have been some good movie-based games out there. Some exceptions. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, freaking um, GoldenEye was amazing. Love that game. It was oh, great. That was one of the best ever. It was incredible. Uh, that was real good. And then, what's the other really good movie uh, game thing? Can't think of it. Movie tie-in. I, it's, it's hard to beat Goldeneye. That was that, that. almost it. It almost doesn't even feel like it was even with the movie. It just feels like this amazing thing that just happened. Do you remember? And by the way, the, oh, yeah, the chat room is 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 full of information right now. We got a. Uh, if you're not, if you ever tune in live, it's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mush Potatoes has found the Aladdin 1993. Uh, on the archive.org. Mm. Got to play that. And Free Rangers is saying The Incredibles 
for the PS2 era was also really good, and I did play that, and I liked that. I don't remember playing that. It was good, he says. I'll take his word for it. It was good. He's never led us astray before in this chat. Never. So let's see how this actually works. I'm going to pull up the screen. Okay, as you can see, it's got a little power button. I guess if I hit that, it starts. Right. Oh, look at this. Game, metadata, config file, launching emulator. Oh, wow. I don't know how they have the rights to this thing. I mean, I don't know how that works either, because usually abandonware uh, would you know qualify for this kind of thing, but this is I wouldn't think it would be abandoned. This is know. the Sega version, looks like. It says right. Sega abandoned. I think this is Sega about version. the when I found they were doing that and a couple other things is when I actually started uh, supporting archive.org. I, I give a little bit of I give a little change here and there when I can. It says click for Good sound, place. but I can't get sound to work. All right, we're gonna try Yo. it. Here we go. We've got arrows working. Is it space bar? Yep. Oh my gosh, that big scarab. Oh, chill. oh, wow. All right, I'm just trying to skip ahead here and get a little gameplay going. All right, here we go. Aladdin. Does this go full screen or anything? Can I make it just bigger? I don't want to go full screen. I'm gonna, what's, what's the song that opens up to that thing where he's, where he's running through this? He's a, I'm a street rat. No, I'm not. That's not right. Uh, uh, I'm a hairy butt. I don't know. No, that's not it. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. What is that? You know oh. that song. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think you got the words right. It sounds wrong the way well, you I definitely it. don't have the words right, but uh, <laughs> that, was, that was during the Alan Minken time, right? Oh, right. Yeah. No, dude, the music in those Disney <laughs> days was incredible. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, that uh, Did you know the live action movie was coming? But I knew you knew that. But did you know that uh, yeah. Guy Ritchie directed it? No, what? Get out of here. Yeah. So everyone's been talking about, oh, Will Smith looks terrible and my, what this is so stupid and all this. But then I looked it up. Let me make sure I'm not making this up because I'm pretty sure this is correct. Yeah, it is. Uh, Aladdin, director, Guy Ritchie, known for such hits as Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. And yeah, A so Man get, Called get Uncle. Get ready for an adrenaline ride. Yeah. That's crazy. He's done a bunch of other stuff recently. He did that recent King Arthur thing that wasn't very good. Man Called Uncle, is, or From Uncle, is really rad, actually. People should see right. that if they haven't. He did those Sherlock Holmes movies. A uh, bunch of Madonna crap. Because he used to be married to her, right? That was a deal for a while. Anyway, right. uh, he is now known uh, for his Sherlock Holmes 3 in pre-production and something oh. called Bush. Oh, that's right. And Aladdin. So there you go. Bush. Something called Bush. Is that uh, is that the the band Bush? They're, they finally The brothers finally made up and they're coming out with another album possibly? Well, I doubt you it. you got three options. It's either the band Bush. The, right, which the is beer, The beer Bush. The presidential Bush. Or the seventies Bush. I know I'm thinking about it. I think I, I may be confusing Bush with Oasis. I not not musically, but with the band breaking up. Oh right. Well, I no, they remember. did break up. Those brothers hate each other now. Uh, right, right. Oasis does the uh, the Gallagher's. They don't like each oh, other. Oh yeah, they they're not happy. They're not happy at all. I love that. Oh by the way, yeah. Uh, Hyper Chick, one jump ahead. Is 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 that the name of the song? Because it's like gotta stay one step ahead of the. Red line. That's not right. Above a thing deal. Some some. We go with the deal stuff. I don't know. I have no idea. This <laughs> makes no oh, sense. Oh, this to is me. so much fun to walk down that little memory lane. Well, let me walk you fun. down a lane of space highways, Brian. I yes! can't. I, I know this is going to come as a huge shock to your system, but today's first game on my list is a space game. Uh, what? It's actually one I've been looking forward to uh, for a while now because I played the original. The original only cost me like five bucks and was clearly a small but passionate labor of love by somebody. I didn't know who at the time. Uh, and I thought, man, 
what is this weird game? And it looked like kind of like ass in terms of graphically. It didn't look great the first one. Uh, there are worse things to look at, but it didn't look great. And I thought, all right, well, let's see what this Astrox is all about. And that's what it was called, A-S-T-R-O-X. And uh, basically, it's a it's a mining, trading uh, sim game that's a lot... I mean, if I'm honest, it's a lot like EVE Online without the online. It's like oh, single-player yeah, EVE. That actually sounds good. Because it that's does probably sound the good. Thing I hate most about EVE. It's, what, it's exactly what I wish EVE was. I wish EVE was a game that wasn't a big MMO. I wish it was just a right. me-doing-shit-in-space game. <laughs> and uh, turns out Astrox was just that. Now, again, it was ugly, and it was rough around the edges, but this game had gameplay in droves and really made me feel like I was building just an awesome space pirate empire with upgrading my ships and getting better hardware and better weapons and better mining equipment and more hull space. And I had better engines and then I could go to further away gal or uh, uh, systems and dominate those systems. And it just was a great loop. And I played, I spent hours and hours and hours in that game. Uh, oh. This is now an early access is the sequel to it. It's called Astrox Imperium. And it is does not look like ass this time out. This time oh, it looks it looks beautiful. It I'm looks, even looking at that. Uh, what is that? That space gas? What do you call that? Oh, uh, the uh, what do you call that? I know what you're saying. The um, uh, well, maybe it is space gas. What do you call that? Space uh, gas. We got we got particle effects. We've got space gas. Yeah, it's got all kinds of cool effects. It's got this neat like infrared uh, sort of digital map thing. It does the old one did not do. Uh, the ships are way more detailed. The world, or that is to say, the the atmospheres and the planets and the stuff around the planets and the debris and the minefields all look a billion times better. Um, everything looks very nice, and it's got great music and great tone. And it's one of the things I liked about the original. I like it even more now here because it feels like a like a universe I want to spend some time in. Right. You know uh, what? You yeah. said everything looks beautiful, and I've been I've been skimming through screenshots and things, and I 100% agree. But this game suffers the same thing all of these kind of games suffer from. It's when you uh, interact with other characters, and your, your little character sheet pops up. Why are the characters have to be so ugly? They're always so <laughs> dang ugly. Is it the space? I'll tell you is what, what it does is. It to them? I'll tell you what it is. I think it's a very specific kind of skill set slash job to do that stuff and this game right. is made this game and when i tell you this is going to blow your mind this game is made by one dude get out all the programming all the art all the stuff environments the the systems the music all of it one dude uh his well, name I'll is take it back then well where'd his name go i had it up in this name oh there it is jace masala masula i think is how you say his name mm -hmm. He sent me an early access key because I've been commenting and liking his tweets for like a year because I'm nice. super impressed with a dude like this. It really impresses me. So I just keep going. Hey, man, I can't wait for your game. Ooh, nice new video. Thanks for putting that out there. And he reached out and said, I just want to thank you for all the support over the last year. And I'm going to give you an early access key. And I said, oh, you don't have to do that. And he says, oh, well, you want to. And I said, OK, I'll take it. So I took it. That's great. Uh, his name is someone in the chat asking how to spell it. J-A-C-E. Last name M-A-S-U-L-A. Mm. Masula, I think is how you would say it. Masula. Uh, talked to him since. I'm, I'm now on their Discord, so there's been some chatter back and forth talking about you know known bugs and what they're working on. But it's in early access, and it's already awesome. Um, I think that it's going to be incredible. I cannot wait for this thing to be 
this is fully out, polished. This is done. out like in a, about a week and a half, right? It, March the twentieth is when this thing. Oh, maybe I got it official. even earlier. I may have gotten it earlier then. Right. That's why there's no reviews yet. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. This is the first review you're hearing. So this is Asterix Imperium. Asterix. A-S-T-R-O-X Imperium. And I would recommend keeping your eye on that release date. It. I don't think it shows price yet, but I'm guessing 15 or under, if I had to right. guess. Um, and it's just extremely approachable, really detailed, fun, space-faring business. And if you're into that sort of thing... Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this game. The video I'm showing right now to the chat may look a little spreadsheety. It's only because this is one of his dev videos, and he's going he's going deep into some of the some of the systems that aren't you know that are wow. mostly based around like trading and working on your ship and stuff like that. This this is an amazing looking uh, game, and the 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 resources for it is pretty low. The thing that impresses me the most is the storage is under one gigabyte. Yeah, so small. the install is under one gigabyte? Yeah, it's small. Well, it doesn't need much. You know, you got a lot of space. You have geometry, but not tons of it. Right. The whole game, you don't, you know, when you go into the stations, you don't walk in there. <laughs> right. You, you park, you know, you dock, <laughs> and then you get big menus. And, and the menus are everything from missions and guys who like, oh, I need an escort to this system, but there's some pirates there. We got to be careful. Well, I'll give you 6,000 credits if you get me there, that sort of stuff, uh, as well as, like, you know, this is where you can sell off a bunch of ore you just went and mined. Um, there is a... Oh, it's a very point-and-clicky game. That's the other thing. You don't have to navigate oh. your ship like some kind of freaking yeah, joystick guy, you know? Like, you don't need a you don't need a flight stick <laughs> for this game. You literally are like, oh, I want to mine that asteroid. You might scan Wait. it first to find out what the material is, see if it's something you want or not. It doesn't matter. Or in the early game, you're just trying to sell whatever you can get, but... I right-click that asteroid, and my ship goes and flies to it. I don't have to do anything special. Like, it's got a great point-and-click auto-dock, you know, like all of that stuff. They get out of your way and just let you play, which is what I like about it. I like that. It looks Um, good. So, anyway, it's really great. Uh, Jace, I'm coming for you. I'm following you on Twitter. Hey, Jace. Hey, Jace, like your game, Jace. Yeah, tell him you like his game because he'll tell you back that you should F off and quit stalking him. It'll be great. (laughs) Right. I already gave one to Scott. Tell me about Headlander. I heard about this before, but I never played it. What's the deal with Headlander? Uh, You know, I've seen seen Headlander before myself, and I was interested back in the day when this originally came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. Hadn't thought much about it until recently. I'm hitting the Game Pass games to see what's on there. Pops up Headlander 2016. It's a Metroidvania-style game, so I'm back doing that again this week. Mm -hmm. And, hey, but it was developed by Double Fine. Ooh, Double uh, Fine. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. Double Fine's doing this thing. And then Adult Swim, by the way, Adult Swim just has some of the most unique smaller indie games that they 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 put out there. I always seem I especially love the stuff when the on, on the Android, there's a bunch of their games that are tied into uh to the different shows they do and everything. But Handlander. She has a good so, space face. What's that? Oh yeah, this is, this is a space game. This yeah. is kind of a space game. Yeah, really. to to your point about space face, she has a good space face. Right. Yeah. She has an excellent space face. Uh, this and this is about all she has because this is set in the future. This is after the human race has decided that we're going to upload our subconscious to the cloud, mm-hmm. and so our bodies have languished and went away, and we have instead uh, put our our minds and our consciousness into robots, foolheartedly as we are as humans, uh, and and this this Methuselah. Uh, robotic uh, computer has, has has taken over 
and is now uh, is controlling us. And so we've been enslaved by our own arrogance. Uh, but there's a there's a rogue element that that is helping us uh, try to get past this. Um, the character you actually play, you can choose from a few. Uh, when uh, you're you're brought to life and you were cryogenically frozen a long time ago, but the only thing that survived was your head mm. and your brain. So you have no body anymore. Instead, you're this space helmet. You're you like have you have a head and a space helmet, and you have rockets that come out of your neck hole. Oh, and uh, like that's you, how you navigate. Yeah, that's just how you how you want it in life. When you lose that's your head, that's how you want it. Yeah. So you you fly around in your little uh, in your Metroidvania 2.5D screen, and you kind of you you kind of get to your location, and then you can use this Hoover Vac kind of move, and you'll suck a robot's head off of his body, and then you can put yourself right into the robot so that you can get to the uh, next area. Very. Uh, why didn't I play this? This seems like a thing I want to play. Why didn't I play this? If, if you haven't played, I didn't know it. I was the same way because the the style, first of all, visually, the style really got me. This uh, Headlander did. It was uh, immediately reminding me of like advertisements from the seventies, especially like the Atari and and different games from that era. Mm-hmm. It had that Logan's Run feel to it. Sure, you know, kind sure. of like it was very much of that time. A lot of browns, a lot of browns. Uh, so. Browns and oranges and that kind of thing. Anyway, I like, I like browns, uh, blues, and oranges. My favorite space yeah. motifs. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's a great motif. Mm. Uh, so, really, the only interaction much that you get directly is uh, you you talk to these AI doors uh, that that are constantly harassing you for uh, for making it through certain areas. Because what you got to do in certain areas, if you want to have access, you have to find the right color robot. And when you do, you attach yourself to that. And you get in there, and then you can go through because you'll have lasers. And you shoot the laser at the door, and it opens up. I don't oh. know why that makes sense, but it makes sense. I'm going to have to get this. Why did I not play it, this when it came out? This it, seems like something that's just right up my butt. Right. Don't don't get too excited now. Uh, so so uh, the Game Pass, you can play it for free right now if you have the Game Pass. Uh, the, the price on it right now is actually $20, which is the high end of what you usually get this at. This game drops occasionally to $9.99 and $5. It's been as low as $3.99 on Steam. It is totally worth it, even at $20. I Let's love see. this Metroidvania game. It is so much freaking fun. It is... Uh, you, when you're going through like uh, the regular gated areas where you're running across other... Uh, <laughs> so me and you watch Logan's Run film set, We right? sure did. Yeah, we sure did. So if you ever watch Logan's Run, there's like certain areas like there's like there's like the sex scene area where you kind of walk into a room and everybody's like doing naughty things. Yeah, it doesn't go that far, but it's implied. And so you get all this weird dialogue going on in that. So uh, you're constantly trying to go through and find the next level person up. And this way, it is very Castlevania. You can't get to certain areas unless you uh, take on that person's body. Uh, Oh, so I was getting there. Almost lost it. But I was getting there. The uh, the other part, when you go in between uh, areas, sometimes you just have to navigate with your head completely. Yeah. Uh, and no body at all. Mm-hmm. And it you get in areas almost like a dual stick shooter where you have to kind of, or like a bullet hell, where you kind of got to kind of navigate through these little maze areas. So it kind of breaks up the, 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 head, the uh, Castlevania the head, part. Does the head it. move like, a, like you expect it to? Like it's got to rotate left and yeah. right, do a little thrust, that sort of stuff? Yep. Well, yeah, it's not that complex, but yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like that. It it 
it's a uh, it's a good feel. It's a good feel. I was oh, worried man. that I was going to like. You know like... what? I know what's happened here. This is what's happened. What's that? I got kind of down on Double Fine for a while. Yeah, because they they got all their money for their adventure game, which there was no way that was going to hold up to scrutiny after they got the Kickstarter going and stuff. And it didn't really. It was okay, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't four million dollars okay. I thought, uh, <laughs> but then they had some other games that were being worked on. That I was excited about, and then they would cancel those. Like just there right. was a space one. I forgot what it was called, Space Station Nine or something like that. Oh, I forgot about space. Yeah, and you could do it was basically a city builder in space and you manage your your astronauts and do all this cool stuff. And it looked and played great. I loved it. I bought in early. I said, here's my twenty five bucks. Yep, I'm in. You guys are great. Love you guys, whatever. And then Love they you just, guys, love you. Mean it. Following you on Twitter. Love you. Then they just yanked the carpet out from under that game in like no time flat and it was dead. It was like nope, we're not doing that game anymore. Like, oh great. Well, I'm glad I spent twenty five bucks for your shit half built game. So I got mad at them, and I think if after that I just got kind of cranky about any news I'd have about Double Fine Games. Something would come out, and I'd go, right. "Uh huh, right, sure. I'm guessing that'll right. never come out," or, you know, whatever my problem was. And I probably did that a little too quickly, or or it, at the very least, it made it so I'd miss something like this. Yeah, and um, they didn't come back around for me until they started uh, doing Kickstarter projects. They, I think, they suffer from their own, uh, you know, ineptitude at that point in time. By the way, it was space base. DF9. That's it, DF9. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. Piss me off. I love that game. Piss me off. Well, you'll love Headlander, man. I should say I, I, I loved it. I should practice. say I loved it, but they never really finished it, so I didn't really, really love it. I more right. just sort of, I mean, I really wanted to love it. <laughs> and it started <laughs> to be good, and it started getting cool, and then it got dumb. So I don't know, whatever. I, I, I should not hold that against them. They, they are in a dog-eat-dog world of video games, mm -hmm. and I shouldn't be such a pooper. So this looks like... One, and you're right. I have seen this on sale before, and why I didn't get it when it was cheap, I don't know. Yeah, well, probably the same reason because it's like ah, it's just a gimmick. It looks so gimmicky. Mm -hmm. It's like ah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? But it, it, it's it's uh, I had a good bit of playability to it. I I played for a pretty good while. All right. Well, now I'm going to talk about a game, and that's a, that's everywhere. By the way, that game's on everything except the Switch. Oh I don't yeah, think it's on the Switch. Maybe yeah. it is. It's on the Switch. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to talk to you fine folks about a game we've talked about on the show before. And I don't remember if it was me, you, or both of us who have talked about it. Yeah, I've um, talked about it. I had it on the Switch. That's right. This is a game that just got a giant update. So I felt like it was a good time to bring this up because I am also playing it again. And I think it's in the best shape it's ever been. Technically, it came out in 2015. Um, at the time, I was doing some stuff back and forth with Terpster over there at the Ogscast. And he was sending me free codes to this. So we gave away a bunch of these. It was back mm -hmm. when they were launching it. And uh, it's uh, the game is Armello. Um, and again, we talked about it with Brian probably most recently. But basically, it is a it is digital a version of a board game as you can get. But it's not based on a board game. It's its own game. Um, there is no Armello board game. The no. video game needs just to, happens needs to, to be. be. I, would, I would totally invest into an Armello Oh, I would game. too. I think it's that's one of the things I come away with after I play it is I'm like, oh my gosh, this translates so well to a tabletop. Like... It's shocking that it's not one already, um, right. that they base this on that or something. But uh, the reason I bring it up now, or again, um, the core is still there that everybody loved and likes about the series, or about the games, no series yet, but just about this game. The difference is, with this big update, uh, they just have polished everything to a fine sheen. Um, it is still a beautiful game for a game that's four years old now. Right. Um, plays great. I like the 2D elements in it. I like the 3D world in it. 
I like the color. I like the night cycle stuff. Um, I like. I love the Mad King. Everything feels very tangible, and the sounds everything makes are very like, oh, I got a thing, and it makes me excited to open that thing and to move my dude, and uh, just a very tactic or tactile experience. Which right, is, I right. think, and what you're right you want. about the sounds because they're they're very recognizable. Like, uh, there's like a sword sound that kind of kind of hits, and like, oh, I know what that does, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, get you, get you jazzed up. yeah, it's a very it, tactile in the way that you would want a board game to be. So it feels like pieces mm-hmm. and cards, and 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 it feels physical and like there's heft to things, and and that matters to me. And all actually, all video games are better when they're like that to me. And this thing is so polished, uses such nice touches here and there. Um, even right now I'm looking at one of the 2D fights between the bear and I don't know what that other thing is. As you see, there a rat, fox, or is there's, Crow, maybe. there's the core set. There's the core set, but you have, uh, if you got the more recent thing, uh, then you probably have some additional characters. Yeah. There's a bunch of characters in there and the goals vary. Um, uh, but if you played a board game, like, I don't know, I can't even think of what to compare this to. I'm not the biggest board game dude, so it's hard for me to do it without right, like right. But it, it it absolutely they captured every bit of it, uh, with even all the way down to the tile pieces. I mean, it's hex, hexagon tile pieces, and you have to you only get so many moves per turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very, very board gameish, and uh, it was it was on sale. Did you pick it up on on sale no, uh, this no, past I, week? It's back up to twenty bucks, but I I picked it up uh, uh, on the PC because I already had it on the Switch. I picked it up on the PC, I think, for like uh, six or seven bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've I've owned it. I've owned it since 2015, and so they just update your version. So I got all the right. the sweet new bells and whistles just for having it, which is why I decided to crack it open and play it again. And I was just reminded how cool this game is. So yeah, throwing it out there that y'all should launch it and get in there and have some fun with it. It is called Armello, and if you like the idea of a really fun board game style experience, mm-hmm. but don't feel like doing a bunch of PvP crap. This is right. this is your game because it's definitely and single. And player. I like that it's, it's it is it's it's a lot like uh like some games I've played where there's there's usually only so many turns because the king has rot and uh, he's gonna he's gonna rot after so many days unless someone can get to him first. And uh, usually, if you wait until the king rots, and usually the person with the most influence is the uh, is the next king because he's gonna die regardless whether you kill him or if if not. So I do like the fact that it's very. It's usually a very specific uh, rounds. You know, you can kind of know. It's like, oh, I'm going to play a round of Armello and yeah. get in and get out, and it's going to take me like you know, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's roguelike, but kind of, you know? Right. It's a little bit a little of bit. sort of get in, get a, get one in, get out, mm-hmm. have some goals next time to beat, accomplish those. Like, I don't know. It's got a, it's got a really fun return to it and keep playing it kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of game that if you if you knock out the the campaign stuff it doesn't feel like it doesn't really feel like normal campaign it's 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 stuff you're meant to go do again and try again and do different tactics and just like a board game you open it up and play it differently the next time that sort of thing so anyway it's pretty rad check it out that's our why why are we not playing multiplayer on this game i don't know why aren't we can you i didn't think you could does this have yeah can't you yeah absolutely oh i didn't know that i never played yeah yeah online yeah maybe not back in the day but yeah online multiplayer it's a co-op absolutely a thing co-op or i don't know i know no it's not co-op we play against each other i play you know you pick one of the it's a a four corners kind of game uh and you pick a corner i pick a corner and then i guess we have if nobody else is there, I guess uh, maybe some bots fill in. I don't know. Or maybe we got to fill the whole room. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. All right, just found uh, 
This next video from you is you made this, it looks like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I made this one. So you might want to skip past this the first few seconds of it. I, I recorded this uh, on my Xbox One using the and then uh, uploaded it using the Upload Studio. Oh, okay. So this is off an F- Xbox is what I'm watching here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. This is cool. Okay. All right. You want to hear about I it? I wish they didn't put Yeah, but I wish they didn't put all this freaking header stuff up here because it crops it funny. It's, a, it's fine, though. Oh. Oh, well, you know. So I, I uploaded that to my OneDrive because I'm still uh I'm still mad at uh, YouTube. Yeah, anyway. that's fair enough. What is this? Uh, right. I don't even know what this is. It's very old school looking. What is this? Oh, it is very old school looking. Hey, did you ever play Castlevania Three? Yes. On NES, yeah, yeah you like that? Bloodstained, Curse of oh, the Moon. Oh, I heard is about like, this. Yeah, this is like the spiritual successor. Oh my God, how are they not getting sued? They must have made some kind of agreement with the devil, uh, because this looks so much like. Uh, where they picked up off of Castlevania three, uh, it's not even. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It is also, to me, uh, frustratingly hard. Not as hard as the original Castlevania games, but still, you forget how stupid hard these games are. Oh yeah, because uh, it's so easy to get. It's like, oh man, if I time that just wrong, I get get a life hit, and next thing you know, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I just. And then you have to start back, like like way back. You know what I mean? Not like a little save point. You you don't have to start completely all the way back, but a lot of times it's a long travel to get yeah. back. Oh yeah, uh, to where you're looking. I mean, these so were play- th- this guy. I from what I understand, this is also a very small team, maybe one or two dudes. It is. It um, is. Uh, they is- they said the same thing. They basically just came out and said, "Look, this is totally a uh, not a ripoff, but this is uh, this is our love letter to to mm-hmm. Castlevania two and three. So we hope you're." In- Inti Creates Company, I-N-T-I. Uh, this came out in 2018. It's currently available. I want to say if you have the Xbox Live, uh, this is one of those few games that you got, a couple of games you got in March, or maybe it was in February. I think I sat on this one for about a month because I was like, you know what I want to do? Mm. I want to play Metroidvania, then I want to play Castlevania. Yeah. And that's what I did. It's yeah. fun watching you avoid these fireballs poorly. The fireballs are <laughs> the worst. I swear, man, I... You'll you'll hear two different you'll hear two different stories uh, about uh, about this game as far as how it controls. Uh-huh. Some people say it, it controls perfectly, uh, which means it probably controls a lot like Castlevania used to. Uh, to me, it it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. I hate these kind of controls because you know it's very you know there's not a lot of directional places you can go. Well, it's pretty uh, stiff, these, right? It's always a stiff. Very, thing. very yeah. stiff. Yeah. And you think you hit the button, you think you timed it right, and you didn't. Every yeah. time I get smacked right in the face by those stupid fireballs. One of the things I do like about this game that uh, elevates it kind of a little bit above Castlevania is these huge boss fights that you fight because those bosses take up the whole screen. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get as far as I wanted to in this game, but you get a chance to play as uh, several different characters. I, I played as uh, Zhang Shu, uh. Uh, and he... He's got kind of a, a whip action kind of thing, uh, and he's got a uh, he's got like a sword mostly. So he's mostly you're getting in there and attacking stuff with the sword. All right. Oh, it's Irigashi who worked on Castlevania, says Tondragosa. So yeah. actual people that worked right. on that game. Okay, okay. Exactly. That's, that. that's the real story. So hold that's on a second. Story. You I just realized something. That microphone makes it big. You're about to sing a karaoke song or something. I love it. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> you're gonna rap, dude. Maybe you're gonna rap. This is what I do. Well, I don't have my. I usually have my swing arm. Yeah. Uh, that comes over, but I don't have that here today. So I just got my. Just got my. You know my. Live it 
Get out of prayer. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's good to see you tonight. Thanks for coming out. Right. You can do like a stand-up yeah, routine. It's fantastic. That's right. I like that's it. Right. I had to keep. I had to kind of keep close to the mic, but I want to bounce around a little bit. So you know, it's good. Don't it's go good changing, here. Brian. Do not go changing. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Before we get to guess my game, you're starting a new little project. You wanted to mention. You want to tell folks about it? Sure. I did a little poll the other day. I have a. I have a Patreon, which I'm uh, trying to amplify. Just kind of get it, just grow just a little bit more mm-hmm. than where it's at now. And so I've decided I was going to do a couple of small projects and I put a poll out the other day. And one of those uh, was My Gaming Life, which uh, is just that the pitch is just uh, where I've been, where how it all started, uh, where I'm at now, and where I see it all ending. Uh, so I'm going to do a little, uh, probably a little anywhere between five and 10 part series uh, on my gaming experience. Uh, and I've already started doing some interviews. I found out that I do a lot of, I game solo a lot. I play solo a lot, but I play in tandem with other people playing at the same time, sure. those same games. Sure. And so I have a lot of, I have a lot of interviews that I'm going to do, uh, and see if they remember the game and experience like I did. And I'm starting with my dad because he was the one who, uh, got me into video gaming uh, I was probably like four or five, and he brought home uh, one of the Pong machines. Oh, man. Uh, probably an Atari Pong. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my first gaming experience, as well as his. And uh, so we're going to get together uh, probably this week, and we're going to kind of uh, rehash that and see how our memories So like the up. Pong, like uh, the, the standalone console Pong, like straight up right. Atari Pong. Oh, that's cool. Little, Yeah, a little, you know, little black box, little paddles and stuff. So That's great. We're going to see how that turns out. It's going to be fun. I'm into it. All right. Well, this is all a very great, great idea. Let's now play this game. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> it's time to play Guess Our Game. Or guess this game, and uh, both of us uh, get some audio together that is uh, based on a game that we know or love or whatever that we want to try to stump each other with. We don't tell each other what it's going to be, and mm-hmm. I'm going to start this week. This one's tricky, I think. I will give you the hint that it is in the PS2 or excuse me, PS1 era. One of the games that I loved the most from that time. And I played the tar out of it. Mostly multiplayer with friends. And I used to have so much fun. It was ridiculous. One of the most high-octane good times ever. So, here's your preview. See if you can guess what this is, Brian. (laughs) He didn't go very far. No. Okay, listen to this part. That part. See that that alone would tell me what it is, but yeah, that's wow, that is really familiar. Some racing going on. Oh my on. gosh! See right, this... and, and at first, at first, it reminded me of like uh, not Crazy Taxi, but uh, it almost sounds like the Simpsons version of that. How about this one? See, that sounds more like a motorcycle. Oh, my gosh. Those sounds are so embedded in my head. It's just like it's right oh here gosh. again. That, that is, oh, man, that is really familiar, but I just can't place my finger on it. I'll give you another uh, hint. Codemasters made it. That oh, helps. Codemasters. Okay, so. I mean, it's not Dirt Rally or nothing. No, but it's, no, no, way before that. Do we, yeah, we wouldn't get dirt or dirt, dirt. Those dirt games didn't come till Xbox One. Right. I say. I mean, so you say PS One. If you had, if you had said, if you had said Microsoft and uh, I would have said Motocross Madness or something. But well, oh. you'd be 
You'd be right, right in error, that. Right? You'd be right in that. It's the right. Well, hmm. How do I explain this? Okay, there are newer versions of it. I should say that the PlayStation Four, for example, oh. has a version. I've not seen it. I haven't tried it. I'm terrified hmm. actually because it. I don't know how it holds up. How it could possibly hold up to my memory of it. But uh, let me check the chat and see if they've got it. Oh, Tondra Gosen nailed it. Don't look at him though. Did he really? Yeah. Do uh, you want to know what it is? Yes, please, because I'm not going to get it. Micro Machines. Uh, specifically, Micro Machines. Is it R3? Hold on. I got to look at the video. I forgot that they did that. That is, oh, wow. That seems like a million years ago. Yeah. Oh, there it is. V3, it's called. Because before uh, this, there were Micro Machines games. They were based, oh, yeah. um, or you'd see them on, uh, the SNES had a Micro Machines game. I don't know if Genesis based ever on the- had one or not. Based on the toys, did you used to have the uh, Micro Machine toys? Oh, yeah. I bought the games all the time. Or I had the little cars yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. But the game was very good. It was like this top-down racer with really great controls. And you would ride, you would race these cars in really creative situations that looked like a, a 10-year-old kid built it in his backyard or at school or, you know, in the house, on the kitchen table while his mom wasn't looking or whatever. Uh, and then you would race through these courses and you'd jump over stuff and ride, you know, drive a... You have to jump over a stack of matches or a bunch of rulers or the rulers at actual bridge, like in this video I'm showing to the chat right now. And the micro machines, if I remember correctly, they were they were like uh, the spring wound type cars. They were a little bitty, but you could can you pull them back? I and think let it them depended go? on the. Oh, that's a Which great question. Yeah, now I don't I do remember. remember there, was, there was also a penny racer that uh, you would stick a penny in the back of the of the car, and it would like do little tricks mm-hmm. yeah there was something mm-hmm. like that you're right i think there was more interaction there but there was also just a ton of collectibles that were just like matchbox okay. cars they were just little um so for example this one's there's this track loading right now for this video for people watching live called the main course and it's basically course. a um it's a kitchen table all set for dinner and you're riding around on top of breadsticks and and like peas and carrots are lining the the table to create a road so you know where to stay in the lanes. Uh, there's a fork and spaghetti and like yeah. you can fly off the edge of the ceiling by accident. Oh, I should mention there are also power ups kind of not quite Mario Kart style, but kind of like that, like weird power ups that let you like smash the guy in front of you with a hammer, or push somebody out now, of the way. Dude, if this was online multiplayer, I would be all about this. Is that, is that what's coming? Well, I think the PS4 version might support that, but I don't actually know. I've not played right. it. I, like I said, it, it kind of came when I wasn't paying attention. And if I had known, I probably would have jumped on it. I'll still probably check out how that thing did, like uh, critically, see if it's any good or not. Um, and 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 it's entirely possible that this entire series, including the 16-bit stuff, is totally a nostalgia trip for me, and that's it. Like I may oh, be absolutely. wrong, <laughs> you know, that absolutely. it's any good at all. But man, we've spent so much time playing this game. the 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 races were quick. You could play head-to-head on one screen with five or six of you or whatever it was. Uh, I bought extra controllers for this thing with the multi-tap controller thing so that we could have as many people in there as possible. I want to say that was like six people. And you could play all on the same TV and no split screen. Your cars were either kept up or they were knocked out of the race. Like It was a very intense competitive thing, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh, I loved it. That's what makes carts racing so much fun when you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just ratchet up the uh, intensity. Yeah. And there's a lot of games now that, that are, like the chat room saying, there's a lot of games ba- um, that people sort of were inspired by Micro Machines, and now you can go get a million phone games or other things that are sort of based on this. But nothing right. quite caught, captured the... I think it was the attention to 
track detail that real that I loved. And even though it's PS1 and everything's kind of ugly, uh it just felt like a kid made these tracks, which is what you want it to feel right. like, right? You want it to feel like, oh, there's the here we are on the beach and he just flew over a a bottle of uh, suntan lotion and then, you know, and his mom's <laughs> his, his mom's other crap he's not supposed to be getting into. He made part of the track out of it. Look. Like, Look, look, okay, this is more 80s stuff here, but come on, if you were a kid during the 90s, you got to be able to relate because you you saw some weird crap. I mean, you had Capri Sun commercials, right? Oh, yeah, heck yeah, of course. Yeah, you know you know weird stuff. Yeah, I know, but the purple stuff, I know about that. That's right. Um, also, let's see, what year was this? 97, 98? So it was relatively, well, a couple years into the PS1 cycle, and uh I just loved it. It was so much fun. And, you know, I can look at it now and and admit that it looks like a butthole. It's not a pretty game. <laughs> like all PS1 games. They just don't look good. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you, I, I got to get back to playing my uh, PlayStation Classic to let you really know how what a butthole looks like on high def. Now, that would have been it. If that game was included in that bundle or in that thing, I probably would have got one. No brainer. Yeah. Right. And you, you know everybody's always talking about, oh, you should mod it. I'm like, ah. I know. Ah. Apparently, the hardware in there's not great, though. Even if you mod no, it, like not. you're better off it's buying not. like a any of the other ones, and you'll get a better thing to right. hack. You'd be better off modding the the NES Mini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's got a faster chip in there. True story. From that's what I understand. Better. Anyway, I liked it. It was great. Y'all should play Micro Machines if you get a chance. Brian, here's your clip. Let's see if I can figure out what this is. Here we go. Oh, this one's tough. This one's gonna be hard. that seven up spot game is it yeah you know what we always guess that it, i think that music is just it, seven up spot must have really nailed that it must have time yeah. right originally came out in uh 1998 for the playstation playstation one so it was both yes yeah, so it was both in the playstation era this, this past week i thought this would be a really easy one for people to guess but then i started listening to the sounds i'm like oh i don't the sounds are not really chickens um yeah this is not what really sold this game apparently wait a minute let me think was it popular uh, and, people liked it oh it was hugely popular and just made a huge uh, splash back again uh for a little nostalgia's sake uh my son andrew is playing it currently uh, oh if he's playing it currently it's got to be that uh dragon uh, uh sp- yeah. sp- spearno spire 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 spiro you got it spearno <laughs> spyro the dragon that's it that's it, Spyro, the oh, first okay. Spyro. Man, I, I I thought when I was I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, and it's gonna be the, you know the sounds are gonna be so uh, memorable, and it's just gonna be super easy. But I started listening, I was like, man, this is this is not what drove that game. It was no. the visuals. Yeah, the visuals were cool, even for that time. They looked pretty neat. I thought right. Um, but yeah. there, yeah, that new one. How is that new one? It's just like a remaster, right? It's just a remaster. Yeah. It's good. It's good. If you like if you like the original, you'll like more of this. Well, there you have it. That's our game. Hope you enjoyed it. Time for us to hit a news story that I think is sort of interesting. Harry Potter Wizards Unite is coming out. Right. Uh, so if you don't know what this is, I'll tell you what it is. There was a teaser trailer last year. Pokemon Go developer Niantic, or Niantic has revealed more about its next AR game. This is the next big game in the series of things they're going to do that are like Pokemon Go-ish. This one's called Harry Potter uh, Wizards Unite. It's co-developed by WB Games under the Port Key Games label. Wizards uh, Unites takes Pokemon Go's foundation, puts a wizarding world spin on it. 
uh, but where Pokemon Go is largely about collecting, Wizards Unite is focused on immersing you in the world from a voice-acted story to involved RPG-like skill trees. Uh, they went to their San Francisco offices, the GameSpot uh, folks did, uh, to learn more about it. <clears throat> they say Unite includes a, or in the, their time there, included a hands-on demo of the game. The Pokemon Go parallels are front and center using, uh, instead of Pokestops, for example, you use greenhouses and inns. Uh, no. Where you can get various items, the map works the same way. But to I'd fit- like to get a butter beer over here, please. <laughs> it says here to fit the theme: crooked buildings dot the map as owls fly overhead. So, like a lot of weird buildings that the Muggles can't see, you can right, see. Right. I like that idea. Yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, it says it also includes some of the quality of life features Pokemon got over time: AR plus, a photo mode, and at least the promise of a better battery life optimization. So. Right. I'm actually, I would, I'm I would love to this. see. I want to see what this is when it comes. I, yeah, I'm interested in this. Uh, I'm afraid that it's not going to go. I'll tell you the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is a huge world in which to play. But uh, I, I've played some Harry Potter games in the past, and I always end up going, "Yeah, going too far." I, I need to be. <laughs> I like to stick with the primary characters, and I just can't get much deeper than that. However. I would like to see them go further with this to do Fantastic Beast, but I think I'm probably the only person in the world that would even care. Well, it seemed like that's what they were going to do when they announced this. Everyone thought it would be like, oh, Fantastic Beasts and how to capture them, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like they're going a different way. In fact, uh, I saw some screenshots where, like, I am I would be holding a wand and zapping whatever creatures in front of me, and on the other side of that, Harry or, or Ron or somebody's <laughs> helping me. So there's, like, I a look, little I Harry look forward Potter to guy. people... Uh, uh, Wingardian Levioso and stuff with their phones. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yeah, in the wild, it could be really interesting. It could be total right. crap. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Depends. Maybe you know who knows how much WB wants to put their stinky fingers in this. Like if they want to get too, ah! too controlly. You but, know, WB has had had a, a great track record of disappointing me. Yeah, they <laughs> they have a tendency to do that sometimes. Right. Not always. Occasionally they'll have something Not pretty always. rad. But I mean, they did. They were the. Uh, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road doesn't exist without Warner Brothers, so. Right. Thanks, right. fellas. Oh, there's good stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Just in the video game arena, they've disappointed me more than once. Love video game arena. All right, moving on to an email. This came to us at boopshow at gmail.com from Spooky Tooth. <laughs> Spooky Tooth. He says, Flush it. He says, hey, Scott, I often hear the two of you and Patrick, Patrick Beja, Claim the virtues of subscription services. I feel like I may have lost touch as this business model seems like a completely unsustainable fad to me. Kind of like multi-level marketing companies. I don't know. Some of those are still going, man. I don't know if I'd call them unsustainable. I mean, they suck, but whatever. Anyway, says, uh, already there are far too many to mention. It's become so bad that now YouTube is even advertising Nespresso subs to me for my morning coffee machine. I mean, Amazon, Netflix, Sony, Microsoft, Humble Bundle, and Origin. That's just the beginning. Yeah, that doesn't really name them all at all. Uh, Not to mention things like Blue Apron, Loot Crate, and Dollar Shave Club, to name a few. I know that 1%, I know the 1% can afford 50 subs a month, but even considering one or two is already a big decision for most. Can this really be the future of gaming and tech? Regards, Spooky Tooth. Well, I have a feeling on this, or I have a take on this. Uh, I don't think anyone expects anybody to do all 50. The whole idea is that these companies are all trying to get in early and and get your devotion. And some will and some won't. Um, I'd have a really hard time canceling Netflix because it gives me the most bang for my buck. Uh, But I don't mind canceling HBO for most of the year because there's only a couple shows I care about. When they come back, I'll maybe sub and get in and get out. 
So I wouldn't look at this as like a hard commitment for anybody. That's the thing I think where people screw up uh, on this. You're not meant to do 50 subscriptions. You're meant to go to one of them and go, oh, I really like this one and stick with it for a while. And if you get tired of it, you cancel it and you try somebody else's. Or if somebody else's is just as good and you want to try both, well, maybe you try both and you leave it to two. But one of them is going through a dry spell in the summer and you're like, well, I'm going to cancel that for three months. I'll come back to it maybe. Like that's the difference. Unlike cable subscriptions in the past or things where you had to lock in for two years, these all, for the most part, in fact, all of them, uh, where they, you know, they have some exceptions for like buy a year and save so much money a month or whatever. But for the most part, it's all get in, cancel when you want. Uh, and I think that's good for us. The choice is okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that all 50 vying for your uh, stuff are going to last. I think a lot of them will fall by the wayside or sell off to others or consolidate into something else. It'll be rare for somebody like, you know, Disney's about to launch their own. That's rare. That's not going to be the norm uh, right, for right. somebody to be able to compete in that space. So I think the people that give you what you get the value for, let's say one of these services should get your money. And if somebody else comes along and says, hey, what about us? Cancel the one, try them. It won't cost you anymore. In fact, in some cases, less because the other service is less trying to compete. Like, you don't need to subscribe to L50 is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a, it, Spooky Tooth makes a good point, though. Is it sustainable? Uh, and and so the question is, will, will uh, people's habits kind of float back to a consolidated uh, service? Mm. It's like, okay, well, I, I won't... You know, I want the Netflix, Hulu, slash, whatever bundled. Will we get so lazy that managing all that stuff becomes a chore? I don't know. But I think that this is the this is the best this is the best time I've had with video games in forever oh, using yeah. the PlayStation Plus and doing the Xbox Game Pass. I have been playing so many games in the Humble Bundle. I've been playing so many more games. And when I look at it, I used to buy uh, about a video game a month. Yeah. I'm spending about that now, but I'm playing tons of video games. Yeah, way more and than I, you I don't, spent. Yeah, and I don't, I don't get it. nearly as ticked off when I when I, you know there's one or two bad games. So I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's it's uh it's easy to look at it and say there's so many, but there's so much value in each one, at least potentially. So when you find the one that fits you, you're you're just swamped with stuff for less money than you used to have to pay though. for a single game. So, it, it does feel. I, I get where he's coming from because it does feel overwhelming. It's it like, can, wow, but I think so it's more. Choices. I think that's more like just change bugs people. And I'm not throwing this. In, I'm not saying Spooky Tooth is being a cranky old man yelling at the sky. I don't mean right. that. <laughs> I just mean there is a tendency for us as humans to go, "What's all this?" Then you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really, at the end of it, it's <laughs> like, no, no, we. This is good. Like, this is good. It's vibrant. It's growing. I think it is sustainable, not maybe for all of them. Somebody's going to suck it. Like, uh, oh, yeah. who is the uh, streaming service everybody loved and then they went away and got absorbed to somebody else? It was, oh like a, it was like a high-end video thing where it was like... Uh, right. What was there's that called? So there's been a lot of... <laughs> Shit. Let's, let's go to, back to Blockbuster when they tried to do their thing. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. But, but they, yeah, they, like... They face-planted hard on that one. Yeah, they did. But it's all about the content and where you're going to get it. And if it's yeah. good, it's good. And if it's not, it's not. Uh, the problem I see yeah. is, the, is the, fracture, the, the, the fracturing right now. It's, well, we talked about this many times. It's not even fracturing. Oh, to me, it's like... All right. Game Pass, I think, is one of the best deals in, the, in gaming anyway. Because right. it's like Netflix for gaming. Now, it's not necessarily as large of a library, but I think that's going to grow and do great for them. It's a really good value for your money. And so that's what you're looking for. 
If you're oh, looking yeah. for tons of TV, tons of old movies, tons of new movies, and tons of original content, you go to Netflix. And they're giving that you makes- so much stuff. And if that's not good enough, look at Hulu for a minute and decide if that's okay. Or you're already paying prime shipping at Amazon, so you're already getting that one. Maybe that's the only one you need. Like, there's so many possibilities and options. Whereas if they're missing something, okay, we'll rent this one. At the end of the day, you're spending less per month. I, I, I know I am. I get way oh, more yeah. stuff with subscription services. Way more. And I don't have them all. I only have... I mean, here's what I have. Uh, when the Game of Thrones is on, I have HBO. So I have that yeah, right. I have that coming up. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, and then Prime yeah. comes with Prime. I already had Prime, whether they have that or not. So that to me, I consider that an add-on value. So I didn't go out of my way to subscribe to it for video. I already had Prime for shipping. So... Those are my three like entertainment sources. I tried Shutter for seven days. Yeah, liked it okay. There weren't enough good horror movies, so I said, "Eh, not worth it." I canceled it before I had to pay. Um, what else? I tried Brit Box for a couple of weeks, which is all British well, comedies fun. and I old British stuff. Pretty cool, but again, I feel like I get a lot of that stuff on Netflix, so not really a good value for me. So I quit doing it. Um, I think the. Uh, when there are a couple of big rad games happening over at uh, um, EA, which right now maybe not so much except for Ep- uh, Apex, which is free, then that's a great time to go to that place and get the full meal deal over there because that's a really good value. I've talked about it on the show before. Um, right now it's not for me, so I don't get it. So I'm only really paying for three subscription services. Oh, and PlayStation yeah. Plus. Those are my that's my fourth. I way guess. way cheaper than you ever paid for Directv. Yeah. I can guarantee it. Oh, and World of Warcraft. I forgot about that. No, oh, well, yeah, it's different though, right? That's different. That's not the same. It's not a buffet. It's a, it's a, it's a table with the same meat on it <laughs> for, for fifteen years. Yeah, but I, but all of that combined, I'm still spending less yeah. than I used to for cable, and and uh, oh, yeah. buying video games alone. That used to be yeah, yeah. way more than that. Now I pay less than that, and I have way more of everything. It's insane. Yeah. Um, you got to look at it this way, or else I think you're missing half. Half the point. And Spooky Tooth, I totally get it. I get the apprehension. But I think it might be misplaced. I've had the same apprehension. I think mine has been misplaced. I think it just right. it's going to shake out and be what it's going to be. And I think it's actually a good thing. So we'll see. All right. That's it for your emails. You can send us an email at boopshow at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-P show at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Boop Show, or you can leave us a voicemail. We love those. So please send us a voicemail. 801-471-0462. That's 801 471 0462 and if you're looking for our website it's at frogpants.com slash boop now normally we do some game giveaways today we're not today because Brian's got to work on his shed and that's not, not bad it's a good thing working on my house oh your house he's got to work on his house we're, we we had an inspector come today and inspector gadget said we wah, wah, wah. no he said uh <laughs> he said you need to uh need to scrape this off because it may have lead paint in it oh geez. and I said okay all right, that's no fun. Nobody likes lead paint except no, the Chinese. I'm not, toy I'm not actually doing it, but I am. I am supervising. Well, uh, so you're going to be busy doing that, and we do have games to give away. We just there hasn't been time. I'll tell you what: if you come back tomorrow for my live stream of Outlast Two, which I'm hopefully yeah. getting toward the final quarter of, uh, dude, I'll come too. I will do some midway show giveaways uh, for people that show up for that, and we'll do a call bunch of them. Call me in. Yeah, I'll call you in. I'll call you in. That's what yeah. I'll do. Yeah. I'll call you in. Are you going to be home? You're going to be home. Yeah, I should be home. What, okay. what time? Uh, you know, well, it's in the morning. Five Eastern time. It's at. Uh, I usually do it in the morning though. So if you're at work, okay, that's happen. fine. I may be at work. You just uh, just just check me I'll out. Ping I'll ping you. I'll ping you. Watch the Slack. And I'll let you know. 
because uh, it should be fun. We do it from noon till noon my time till two my time, which is two year time to four year time. Be good, but even if you just out. popped in for like a minute in the middle of it all or something, that's right. That'd be great. We'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. We'll give you guys some stuff. Yes, it's called Scream Live. Scream Live. The Wraith eighty six. That's the name of my stream. So come on back for that. Frogpants.tv tomorrow at noon. Okay, I think we're done. Are we done, Brian? You got anything you want to say that I didn't say? Dude, we talked so much this uh, past hour. I have enjoyed it. Did we do one last week? I feel like I was like video game constipated like i need to get all this out wow. and it felt good i don't remember did we maybe we did did we do a show last week i think we did maybe we missed the week before that i don't know maybe nah, it's just we know. just got i don't know oh that's yeah. what it was the week before we missed we right. were there last week though yeah yeah we were there and we should be here next week so yeah, come back then enjoy yourselves while we're all enjoying ourselves check brian out at the brian dunaway on twitter find me at scott johnson and like i said the show at boop show and the uh, website, of course, is frogpants.com slash boop, where all these details are contained therein. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, and anyone else who cares to have their name said. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam.